0: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice.
2: We've got a very financially diverse group of people who listen to my Millennial Money. Some of you have listened since 2018, and I would ask you, what the hell are you doing? Uh, But no, thanks for always being part of what we're doing. (laughs) But some people, who you might be listening to this for the very first time, and that's okay. And you might not be investing as yet, and you might not understand some basic concepts. So that's what we're going to do today. We're just going to talk entry-level 101 investing. So apologies if you are a sophisticated hedge fund manager, if you're the wolf of Pitt Street, If you're a sophisticated crypto trader, you've probably got no money left, but that's all good. But hey, you might use it to go, well, I'm just going to listen to this 101 stuff just so I can use the next hour or however long we chat for just to be encouraged and think about my own investing. Almost like listen to it in the background just to keep dialed in because that's what I use podcasts for, right? All this stuff for me, it is basic hygiene But I still love talking about this stuff because it keeps my own personality in check. It keeps my own focus in check. It's an encouragement. And this episode, it is for the new investor. It is for someone who does want to learn a little bit more about investing and how the basic broad concepts work. This episode is brought to you by my book, Sort Your Money Out and Get Invested. If you basically want the written version of this episode, I wrote a book that's got 95,000 words. Uh, almost 400 pages just about all the basics 101 personal finance stuff there's some big stuff on investing in that book and i would really uh, encourage you to buy that book get a highlighter scribble all over it uh, and there'll be a link in the show note or you can buy it wherever you buy good books and we always have new listeners of the podcast and i can't assume that everyone knows that it's available so thanks for your patience with that one now a tuesday show partner TAL, that's T-A-L, when it comes to claim time, moving forward always isn't straightforward. Every single person's circumstances and claim can be different. TAL tailors each recovery approach to ensure customers receive the support that's right for them. They're committed to ensuring you understand and feel confident in how TAL handle your claim and to make the claims experience as easy as possible. Whatever your journey, TAL's team of claim experts are with you. Towel, Ensuring This Australian Life. And for more details, you can click the link in the show notes. Or if you do want to chat to an advisor about getting some protection in your life, head to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help. And it's crazy, guys. At the time of recording this intro, last night, I slipped over on a driveway and cracked my elbow and my left leg and hip if someone wants to see a photo of it just put in the Facebook group Glenn post a photo of your elbow I'll do that it was crazy I thought I don't think it's broken but I was thinking oh man have I got an income protection claim coming up here because (laughs) you can't predict like I was driving to my cousin's house to have dinner with them and our friends who just have immigrated from Argentina and you know caught up with all them and I couldn't predict that I was getting out of my car. I had a bottle of wine because our dear friend, he just got a job in Australia. And I had a um, an espresso display in my hand and I'm doing an episode of them. And I was showing, <laughs> I slipped ass overhead and I wanted to save the wine and save the monitors. <laughs> anyway, this is why you need insurance because you just, it's too late if my hip's broken and uh, my elbow. But uh, anyway, I just thought that was funny. Let's have a chat about Investing 101. All right. Welcome to the podcast today, everyone. Look, I'll be honest, John Pigeon, he's a hard guy to get a hold of and our schedules are sometimes like ships in the night. <laughs> but I wanted to do an episode today. Uh, we put on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, you know, questions about investing. And there was a heap of questions there from a variety of different people, different questions. And I thought, well, let's just do another 101 investing, for beginners, bare basics, all that stuff. And I thought, well, I don't need Pidge for that. And part of our uh, co-host today's duties, Nathan Robertson, he actually edits all these podcasts. So, Nathan, welcome back to the podcast. Oh,
0: nice to be here. And I'm also the right person for this investing episode because I'll be learning.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and that's it. And and part of like, you know, my millennial money isn't just Glenn James, praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, there's a team of us and I want to, you know, you've heard Jess, you've heard Rach, you've heard Nathan at the Christmas shows and, you know, we've got a variety of different hosts and podcasts and all that. So, I think it's important that you guys get a bit of flavor about our team as well because they help bring this crap. So, Nate, let's just just hit hit me with some questions and we'll go from there.
0: Great. So, there are some themes here with uh, this question and Lizzie Cramsey, am King Street, they asked a similar question. Any chance we could have a real simple dummy app explaining the bare basics, where to begin? And I like this one, best place to put money. That just seems like, I don't think that's
2: investing platforms. I think it's like, I've got paid. Where does it go? Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, I think, yeah, where to put money as an investor, we've got to go back to just some 101 basics for, for starters. And we'll take it as read that you've got your spending plan in place. You've got- your budgeting system or whatever that is, and you're paying down your debt or you're out of debt. So, the question is, where do I put money? Now, we know that if we open a bank account and we put $1,000 in a bank account, $500 in a bank account, $300 in a bank account, if it's a transactional account, you're probably not getting any interest. Mm. So, we don't want to hold our money in there long term. Like, it's okay to have my card that I pay for coffee and fuel with just with a few hundred dollars because it's not there to earn interest, right? It's there to just to work for me. So, you go, well, I need to park this money somewhere so it can grow a little bit. And that's why we have our online savings accounts Hmm. and they will be interest. They're kind of called an interest bearing savings account. And so, there could be a one and a half percent interest rate if you get a bonus starter rate or a one percent interest rate. Like it's not huge in this climate. So, it Everything we do with money, and I sound like a broken record, <laughs> but it's got to do with your goals. Yeah. So, the point blank question from kingstreet.underscore, best place to put money, well, what do you want to do? Like if you've just got an inheritance of $400,000 and you want to put a down payment on a, a new home to live in, well, I'm going to put that money towards the home <laughs> because that's my goal, right? Yeah. If I want to... uh. With that $400,000 or the inheritance, if I've got my house paid off or if I've got all my goals taken care of, well, I might take a bit of it and give some to charity. I might uh, go on a holiday and have some fun with it. But otherwise, because I don't need it in my immediate life, I'm not going to put it in a bank account getting 1% interest. It needs to go to work. Mm -hmm. So, then it means, well, that money needs to be invested with a higher chance to grow. Yes. Yes. So, it seems like with a lot of these questions
0: that it's almost... You're taking a step forward without taking a step back. So, do you think just for the beginning questions, you're actually ahead of the point? Like, you've actually got to take a step back be like, okay, why am I putting money into savings versus thinking about other options?
2: Yeah. And, you know, all this came about because we've just renamed the podcast My Millennial Money Express to My Millennial Investor. So, if you want some short, sharp episodes just subscribe to My Millennial Investor. Hmm. One of the most recent episodes is strategy versus tactics. Yeah, And a lot of the time, you know, all these questions speak to tactics. So, a, a tactical question, best place to put money. Okay, well, I can, I can buy a share tomorrow. That's easy. I can buy a new pair of shoes tomorrow. Like that's a tactic. <laughs> like that's just a pull the trigger. Um Shares or property or both, there's a question there. Broker or solo, there's a question there. How do I know what shares to buy? Yeah. So, all the, like a lot of these questions, guys, that people ask is tactile tactics questions where we need to go back and think about the strategy mm. and the analogy of, well, I've got my inheritance of $400,000. What's the strategy for my life? And where do I need to plug this money into? And if we filter it down where it's like, well, I've, You know, I want to put $100,000 to the mortgage or $200,000 for a home deposit. I want to then now start an investment account and have that money working a lot harder than just sitting in my bank account or against the mortgage or whatnot. Yeah. You've considered strategy. And then once we know the strategy, aha, that's easy. Now 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 we can go, all right, I know that it's kind of like this. It's like you go to Ikea And it's a big maze, right? Yeah. And the first few times I went there, I had to walk the whole way just getting there. I'm like, oh, no, I'll just cut through the shortcuts. Like, (laughs) but it's just like, oh, I want to go to Ikea and buy crap. Yeah. You know, that's a tactic. I can just walk (laughs) up and buy anything. It's like when I go to Bunnings. Like, I I walk out with 15 power boards and, you know, 200 pack of batteries. But that's not a strategy. My strategy is to go to the shop, buy a new lounge, go to Bunnings, buy a new hose. (laughs) Like, so we need to- really be clear with what we're about. And I know it sounds basic, guys, but you have to always look at strategy and what you're actually planning on doing.
0: Don't go to Coles when you're hungry. That's
2: that's another one. Don't. Just don't do it. I mean, I was (laughs) fasting for surgery once. (laughs) I went to Woolworths. I kid you not. I walked out with a- because I was so hungry. I'm like, oh, microwave cheeseburger. That might be handy to have at home. Like- it's just ridiculous. So yeah, so best place to put money. It depends. Yep. If, if you want to grow the wealth and you want to put it to work, well, we know we need to invest it. But Nathan, if I can just indulge you, oh, um, please. because it is a bit of a intro investing 101, how investing works, it's I'm actually investing in a company. And because I invest in that company. It means I own a portion of that company. Yeah. So, I like to use the example. So, Nathan Robertson, let's just make a thing up. Nathan Robertson, lawn mowing enterprises. Okay. Oh, let's go. You've started a, a, a company and you're looking to raise some capital to grow Nathan Robertson, lawn mowing. That's right. Right. So, you're after investors <laughs> and I've got $1,000 to invest. Now- if I look at these two investments, I could theoretically put $1,000 into Nathan's business and we'll say your business is worth um, $2,000. So, I've bought half your business. <laughs> Let's go specky. Yeah, it's hugely specky. So, <laughs> I own 50% of Nathan's business. Now, you probably do in yeah, real life. I basically do. <laughs> um, now, what happens is if Nathan goes and mows a heap of lawns and gets money from people from for mowing their lawn and then he's got that money and then he goes and buys uh, some lawnmower blades and some tools and trailer rego and all that. He's got expenses and then at the end of the month, he's got $1,000 profit after the business, right? Yeah. And he's paid some of his salary. He's paid his salary as well for that month. Yeah. So, there's $1,000 left over. Now, because I own half of that company, <laughs> guess what? $500 of that is mine because wow. I own half of it, right? So, there's that. That's no different to me rocking up to a share broker and we'll get to that and saying, I want to put $1,000 into Woolworths mm. and there's millions of shareholders, right? So, it's the same thing. I walked into Woolworths, Bad Bay last night, did some shopping and- You know, Woolworths, there's staff there, they pay rent to uh, Charter Hall, the shopping centre. They they pay for goods and services and the business 101 thing is to sell stuff for more than what you paid for it to make a profit. Mm -hmm. And then within that profit, you want to pay some staff, pay some rent. And then at the end of the reporting period or whatever, they say, we run Woolworths at a profit. Now, as a board, we're going to give some of the profit- to shareholders, yeah. to share in the profit because they own the company. So, okay. that's a public company. So, yeah. lots going on here. Oh, yeah. Now, if we <laughs> look at the risk return spectrum. Oh. oh um, back to the lawn mowing? Back to the lawn mowing. Okay. What's more risky? <laughs> me giving $1,000 to some guy who's just about to start a lawn mower business and he's had no track record at running a lawn mower business. He's edits podcasts for a living and yeah. he wants to start mowing lawns. He's got no track record. I don't know where he's getting his customers from. He's got a really good idea that he's going to disrupt the lawn industry. <laughs> I love the meme of the, um, the um, lawn mowing car trailer in America and the company's called Lawn and Order. Oh, stop. Same font and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, so good. good. <laughs> uh, Google that, everyone. Lawn and Order. So, we've got someone who has got no track record, just an idea, or we've got a company like Woolworths that's tried and true. just, they're just not going away. Yeah. Big company. People are always going to need to buy groceries. Uh, there's a bit of a duopoly or whatever they call it. Duopoly. 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 Yep. Well, we've, we've got Aldi walking in. So, what's more risky, right? For me to put $1,000 in Nathan, all worth I know where I'm putting my $1,000. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So, if we take this one step further, when we look at ETFs, ETFs and managed funds, they will invest in a pool of shares. So, that fund might own 200 different companies, mm. Woolworth, CBA, Telstra, JV Hi-Fi, 0 all these, you know, big Australian companies. So, then you've got to go, well, so if I was to invest $1,000 into a fund that spreads my $1,000 over 200 companies, mm. what's more risky? Nathan, Woolworth itself or spreading it over 200? Probably the 200. Probably the 200 probably. going there because <laughs> if we look back at Nathan's business, if Nathan's business falls off the face of the earth- Probably will. Probably will. I've lost my $1,000, right? <laughs> May have got some profit along the way. Unlikely. <laughs> Woolworths, the chance of it falling off the face of the earth, pretty low. But if we go to the index- and we go, okay, Woolworth is one of the 200 companies mm-hmm. and I invested the $1,000 into the index, which is the top 200 companies. Mm. And Woolworth did fall off the face of the earth. It would barely put a blip on my return.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so the index thing, the track and the index thing going further on that, like that is literally just the ASX- Keeping note on what's performing, what's not performing, and like it allocates from there.
2: No, it's not got anything to do with performance. Uh-huh. It's based on market share. So, okay. Yeah. So, if there is, so your company, mm. um, Nathan Robertson Lawn Mowing, say if it was on the 200. Well, no, no, we'll go the other way. Like I put $1,000 in and bought 50% of your business. Yep that means the other 50% should be worth 1000 because all the shares are the same. So, yep. your market share or your the cap value of your business is worth $2,000. Okay. So, then what they do, the ASX know that Woolworths has, you know, X amount of million shares times the share price equals mm. the market cap of that company. Yeah. So, they go through and rate the value and the size of each company and that brings us to the top 200 companies in Australia. Okay. Okay. Yep. So yeah, that's market cap. Now going one step further, you know, we, we talk about Woolworths. You've got one industry, which is groceries and consumables, mm. right? Basically. We've got one industry with you, like services. Now, if we put a thousand dollars in the top 200 shares, you've got a whole heap. You've got financials. You've got, mm. you know, mining tech. You've got tech. You've mm. got, um, discretionary like you've got more diversification not only just the company but you've diversified from your sector as well right yeah but if you want to go one step further and guys all this stuff like (laughs) if you if you're looking for where to begin like you just need to buy my book and that's a shameless plug because i detail all this stuff because you need to understand the bare basics and then we need to the way i kind of teach and the way i personally learn is building on concepts So, now, if we go, okay, well, i got my $1,000. It's across 200 companies in Australia. Well, there's the rest of the world that I can invest in. Yeah. So, what if there was a portfolio that had a blend of international shares, Australia shares, you know, and maybe up to 9,000 different companies Mm. around the world that I can have access to just with my $1,000? Right. So, if we take it right back to the start with my $1,000, What is more risk? Well, we've got Nathan, Woolworth itself, A200. Then we're going up to maybe a blended portfolio that has international exposure as well. Mm -hmm. Now, it's kind of this weird thing that's happening. High risk, we know, means high return. Yeah. There is a chance that you could turn your mowing business into the next- Mowergram, which is Instagram just for lawnmower people. Right? <laughs> right. And it blow up and it's worth a million dollars. And if I owned half the company and it blew up and- It's a lot of coin. I've cashed in. Yep. But there's a big chance that that won't happen. Yes. So, and this is this whole thing and this is why, and we might get into some more questions, but that's, does that kind of help just with the garden path, you know? Yeah, it's cool to think about it as a flow chart in that
0: sort of uh, way of- risk versus return but yeah it seems like that a lot of these questions are mindset related Mm. like uh, before thinking about the tactics as you were saying thinking about strategy so moving on from there we've got a lot of emotion in the market right now Mm -hmm. because of everything that's going on With my investing, I got inspired by looking at the market as it fell in 2020, thinking like, oh, okay, like now's the time to actually get into it. That's what got me into investing. But Mm. thinking about that, in the two years since, all my knowledge of investing has been green, 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 baby. The market has rebounded and life is good. But with the current climate, with the world as it stands right now, we're seeing a lot of red. So, being new to investing, Steve, 84, Ness, 87. Oh, it's a shared account.
2: <gasps> oh, it is. Steve and Vanessa, so in love, so sharing the oh, same. Oh, and account.
0: 1980 babies.
2: Yeah. Millennials, <laughs> 84, 87.
0: Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> um, they ask how to stay positive when portfolio
2: is in the red. New investor nerves got me good. Yeah. I think you've hit a good thing, Nathan, because the last couple of years, all you've ever known- is green baby, I'm printing money here, yeah. I, oh, yeah, I'm an investor, I just put money in and it it grows, right? And to the point, both of us in our lifetime, we've only really ever seen positive economic forces. Yeah. Like, we have not had an interest rate increase in 20 yeah. years. So, how old are you? I'm 24. Yeah. So, when you were four years old, that was the last Yikes. time they raised interest <laughs> rates. So, you've only ever seen good times, baby. Mm-mm. So, you're don't, old enough to remember, aren't you? you well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm aging well. So, it goes back to like how to stay positive when the portfolio is in the red. So, Steve and Ness, you guys have superannuation and you're an investor and your superannuation is in growth. Now, because you don't need to touch that money for 30 years- Mm. Right? It doesn't matter if it goes red today. Stop bloody looking at it. I understand the concepts that I haven't invested in Nathan. I've invested in a blended fund. And our superannuation is invested in Australian equities, international equities, uh, real property in some instances. So, if we don't need the money for 30 years, well, who cares if it's red today? Get your little mouse wheel thing. (laughs) Get some sound effects, Nathan. And zoom out from your graph. Right? If in doubt, zoom out. <laughs> oh. Like- Post a JP. Yeah. So, that's how you stay positive and understanding like you're a new investor and the nerves have got you good, I would really hypothesize that you're only nervous because you might not understand fully the concepts mm. and, and this is with absolute respect and this is why we do these kind of Investor 101 episodes and- What I would encourage you to really think about, are you nervous, one, because you don't quite understand or did you invest thinking that, well, I'll just pull this money out in four months' time? Mm. And we know that market cycles, you know, growth investment funds, you really don't want to touch that money for at least five to seven years. Yeah. So, this is why it's so important just to understand our strategy, oh, I've got- $500 a month left over from my spending plan, right? And I say this, guys, because the average income of our audience or the median income, I think, is actually $91,000. So, if you're not there yet, I'm hoping you will be one day. So, just calm down when I mention things like $500 a month because a lot of our listeners do have that situation, are very privileged with their Mm. income. So, yeah. And this is why, go listen to My Millennial Career. Let's get your income up there, right? Um, So, you need to really work out, well, the money left over each month, well, do I need to buy a new lounge in two years? Well, we might put $200 aside a month and save for a lounge and then invest the $300 for the long term.
0: As long as it's something, right? You're not losing out if it's something in the market, right?
2: Yeah, well, you've just got to have that mindset. I'm investing leftover money in my life, that I don't need now. It's already there. For the future. Come on. And I'll just keep- And this is the other thing. If you're investing monthly and it is a a red month, like number one, don't look at it monthly, zoom out. (laughs) It's cool because you're still buying every month. You're still adding to it every month. So, you're actually buying while it's low. You know that old strategy, buy low, sell high? I always say the opposite. (laughs) No, that's me with crypto- (laughs) Hi, hi, so so low. Low. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah lol. Uh, I was on that crypto podcast the other day, and um, it was funny. They're like, "Oh, it was weird to have a polarizing chat with someone who isn't pro crypto." I'm like, "I'm not anti crypto. I'm just not like putting every living cent." <laughs> it's into not it. your religion. <laughs> That's though. right. So I think, if, what did you say? If, if it's not for, if it's anything but like, yeah, all in, if, you're, yeah, you're if, nothing. Yeah, you if you're energy. not all in, you're dead to us. Yeah, uh, love you guys. <laughs> There's a question there, actually. Where was it? Um, oh, yeah. There was a crypto-related one, right? Yeah. I would
0: rather crypto. Yeah, well, that's from, fine.
2: Uh, Farisal. Yeah. Well, that's Fair fine. Foul. That's fine. You can do that. Um, Go ahead. But you just need to know that- I See, I don't invest in crypto. Because if we're saying cryptocurrency is a currency and it's a coin, I don't invest in currency. Mm. Like, I don't get- um, Oh gosh, what's a weird, weird way to look at this. I don't do some work on the side and they pay me in lumber, right? So there's a, (laughs) I needed some, I needed some money, right? Yep. So I didn't go and dig a few holes for people and do some manual work and they're like, we don't have money, but we can give you this lumber. So I get the lumber. Then I don't go, well, I'm going to get my lumber and then invest it in Australian dollars. (laughs) No, I sell it and I have Australian dollars. So for me with crypto, I've got some exposure, but I'm not investing in yeah, yeah. Like, And that's what we've got to be clear about. Um, but there was another question. Someone said, I don't even know. I did see it. Should I save for a house deposit or put my money in crypto? If you want to do that, two things are going to happen. You're going to have a really awesome house or you're going to be living in a cardboard box. <laughs> it's going to be all or nothing.
0: Oh, no, I wouldn't have the stomach Um, All right, let's move on It seems like the uh, next sort of I've categorized this in a few different ways Mm. A lot of these are mindset related And the next kind of couple that I've noticed is Fear of getting started Fear of getting it wrong This is from Melissa Greyward And Jake Terry underscore 14 says How the hell do you make the right call slash decision? I'm procrastination (laughs) <laughs> slash mm. frivolous in this one
3: yeah okay. okay
0: so that is uh what you call analysis paralysis is that yeah, right? yeah
2: and we did an episode a couple of uh weeks ago or a month ago so you can look in the podcast thingy or we'll get rates to put a link in the show notes that'd be 512 that yeah one. is it yeah oh, he's pre-prepared let's go um so episode 512 we do talk about analysis paralysis but what i would say is if you're worried to get started you need to actually just go look if you had $1,000 or $10,000 or $100,000, whatever that is, $1,000, dollars you could say, look, I want to get started. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Mm. You could open a micro-investing app and just put $100 in yeah. and don't do anything for two months. Just learn about it. Just if you don't even want to do that, call your super and I've been saying this for years. You're already an investor. You pay membership fees call your super fund and get the nice people on the phone to tell you how your investments are set up and how they work, what option you're in, Mm. uh, ask them about the risk profile. Just there's a lot of ways to get free information. One of them is this podcast. There's other podcasts. There's Facebook groups, search hashtag investing. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Understand. And if you really do want to learn and get serious about it and you don't want to spend $20 on buying a book- You might have some bigger issues in your life. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. You don't have to- Don't even buy my freaking book. Buy any book. Like, just buy something with some graphs and invest in education, learning, and understanding. Because often in my life, I really freak out with the unknown. Mm, Yeah. I really do. And, you know, I was doing an episode the other day and- and this was the whole thing. Like we're starting this other podcast called Retire Right and it's targeted over age 55s. And I did an episode because I've started recording them. I did an episode with a, um, her name's uh, Professor Joanne Earle uh, and she's a professor of sociology and right. psychology and all that stuff um, at Macquarie University. Anyway, so I I was actually anxious the day before that and the mm-hmm. weeks before because I just felt I didn't understand enough I was just out of my league right and the th- weird thing is people can have those same feelings with other areas in their life yeah. because the common denominator is the person and being unsure about doing something and so I did like I'm doing the interview and I I just think I was I was just anxious about it yeah. you know I couldn't sleep properly the night before because I'm like oh I don't I'm I don't know about this stuff and went did the episode and it turns out it was fine. You know, nothing, you know, we didn't lose anyone. It was fine. (laughs) Like, so this is why I think I'm just getting at is if you're unsure, you don't have to put all your money in. Yeah. Just put the $100 in, solidify your goals and your strategy. Yeah. And you'll find that putting that $100 in and just getting started, you'll soon learn that, oh, hang on, this is actually okay, for sure. And that was the same thing with me with that interview. Like I had this thing in my mind that was making me anxious. Just the the weight that lifted off my shoulder after that interview, I was like, why was I like that? Yeah. I, I don't- it was just weird. Um, and yeah, you, I'm not saying put all your money into an investment today- I'm saying start to walk down the garden path. For sure. And you think about it now, there's never been
0: a better time to get started in investing. This like probably the best time with uh, usability, uh, with brokers now, with the, apps and everything. Yeah, All the tech easy. is there. Just seeing how you react to money when roundups of transactions get invested into uh, ETFs. Yeah, start with roundups. Like Ray's,
2: they do roundups. Like, I think we're the only one that does roundups into investing. But anyway, let's move on. Yep. So, another
0: category of the questions that we got in from Instagram are all kind of debt related. And we've got, I am Tim Gore saying, pay off house or invest. Uh, Corin Laura underscore, better to wait till out of debt to invest or depends. I think that's Corinne. Corinne? Mm. We'll say that again. No, just leave it. It's all good. Okay, Corin. Corinne. Corinne. <laughs> Um, Patrick Ryan, 96, start investing or pay off debt, 0% balance
2: transfer. Yeah, okay. All right. So, it's a common problem. There is. So, uh, I acknowledge that, you know, when we do a survey of our audience, 75% of you people, is you people bad? You guys, you people, you lot. Yeah. Anyway, 75% of (laughs) y'all do not have any consumer debt. And it mm-hmm. will say, like, a lot of people still ask on Instagram, what does consumer debt mean? Well, it's something that you've borrowed money for to buy something that you consume. And mm-hmm. at the end of it, there's nothing left, just the debt. Mm-hmm. So, if I get a personal loan for my holiday that I've deserved, <laughs> if it, I was a flight centre <laughs> advertisement, you deserve a holiday. Um, <laughs> and then, so, a personal <laughs> loan, credit card, a... Buy now, pay later. Believe Mm -hmm. it or not, buy now, pay later. It's convenient. It's four easy payments. It's still debt because you owe money. Pretty simple, right? So, often with debt, it's usually a symptom of overspending in your life. Mm -hmm. So, we don't want to start to allocate money for investments because what usually happens is if you don't have your spending plan in place, if you don't have all your debt sorted, the root cause still exists and that's you're sloppy with your money. Possibly. And I know people are in debt for not of their own reasons, you know, and carve that out of it. I'm talking about, you know, the Glenn James when he was 25, you know, doing freaking GE finance for a new computer monitor. I was actually 18 actually. Like just that stuff, right? Like Glenn. So what I'm getting at is you've got to make sure with your debt that you first don't get any more debt. You get your spending in order. And if you had a credit card debt, And it was $5,000 that you owed. And I would hypothesize if you've paid one cent of interest on your credit card over the last however long, you can't pay it off each month. You can't afford it. It's not a cash flow tool. You've been caught out. But if you did have $5,000 on a credit card and the interest rate was 15%, right? Every dollar I invest into that debt, it's 15% of interest I'm not paying. Yeah, so it's a guaranteed return of my money of fifteen percent <laughs> to pay off the debt first. Yeah, and that's a guarantee because it's a fixed interest rate, and every money that I pay on that debt is me being guaranteed not to have to pay fifteen percent interest. So your first investment is your spending plan, your cash flow system, and then cleaning up your debt first. Now I will say, um, if you are in debt and you want some help, we'll put it in the show notes. But we now offer the how to get out of debt module at no cost. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, if you want to, you know, do a part of the Glen James spending plan, how to get out of debt, sign up. It's of no cost to you. Bloody cost me because they charge me <laughs> per user on the freaking platform. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I'll upsell you to the full course once you see the benefits of it. But um, yeah, so that's kind of, you've got to pay your debt off first. Now, there is maybe a caveat here if everything's under control, you might have a novated lease and you've got a car loan and it's just factor like it's, we're not getting into that. Hmm. You might just be like, right, well, I'm not getting into more debt. I'm not going to just go and pay off the car loan because it's a fixed agreement for, you know, because sometimes car loans, it's if they go, if you pay this off early- You've agreed that you'll pay X amount of interest over four years. So if you paid off uh, early, well, you are just paying all the interest upfront. So oh, yeah. So yeah, you really want to just, um, just focus on that consumer debt of personal loans, credit cards, buy now, get screwed, buy now, get oh. screwed, buy now. What is it called? Pay later. Um, all that <laughs> stuff first. Then start your emergency fund, get some cash in your life because full circle. If you started investing. And you had $2,000 in your investment account over there. Mm. You still had debt. You're still paying debt. You're still juggling your money. You don't have clear systems in place. The root cause of overspending still there. Still there. Yep. And then what happens is you're like, oh, crap on toast. My car radio due. <laughs> I don't have any money. And you're like, oh, I'll just sell my investment account. Yep. yep. And then it's the worst time ever, possibly, the week after COVID hit, the market's tanked 40%. It's actually just cost you money and you're in a worse yeah. off position. So, this is why, you know, Sound Financial House, page 70 of the book, you've got to do things in a-, a ground up. A ground up. And one of those things is to get out of debt. Uh, but in my book, I've still got, you know, and if you don't want to pay for the book, don't. I do it in the online course at no cost. But I've got, I think, like five or seven steps to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. Um, there are tools available, peeps. Yeah. Whether it's a free podcast, free online course, $20 book What's the best thing you've ever spent money on? So, we asked the Facebook group random questions so we can read them in this segment. And we'll start. Gabriella Ruby, birth control. One unexpected <laughs> pregnancy at 18 was enough for her. So, there you have it. What well, else? What have you got over there, Nath? Uh, well, Steph Case says paying full rent after kicking my ex out. That's a That's good investment. Great investment. Totally. <laughs> um, when a savvy said therapy. Now, just on that. You know, if that's a good investment, we've got to invest in us because if we're not the best version of us, we can't be the best version of us. It's true. And I would rather you carve out $200 a month for a therapy session than $200 to a share portfolio if you are struggling to function. So, simple as that. Investing, and that's why the My Millennial Investor podcast, I changed that name to that because it's not just about investing in equities. We've got to invest in every part of our life. Yeah. Yep.
0: What else have you got? Kate Callahan. We've got a big one here. Uh, the woman, we pay $120 each month to come clean our two bathrooms, the kitchen, vacuum bedrooms, and mop our tiled living areas. After we had a baby, we realized we didn't want to spend what little free time we had on
2: our hands on knee. Wow. What is this grammar? She pays for a cleaner. Um, <laughs> Dale uh, Borseth, Botox and filler. Well, there you go. <laughs> Um, well, Anna, Anna, Anna oh, you go I'll go Anna not two things my beautiful fur baby and a trip to Antarctica what? and there's a big photo of like a weird Game of Thrones throne thing but it's actually a whale leaving the water oh, wow. in Antarctica Antarctica Antarctica, Antarctica. Ollie Levito Levito Levito
0: L- Danny Levito Levito
2: <laughs> <Libido. laughs>
0: <laughs> well he got a hair transplant really yeah got it done last year and 10 months in feel great
2: I was thinking about doing that. I was thinking really about true. taking a I was thinking about taking a holiday to LA for like a month and then coming back and like, hey guys, what's up? We've got the new locks. I priced it. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Uh, Amanda Grimshaw, Tracy's niece. Just kidding. Jo- <laughs> I'd have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Travel my pets. Closely followed by this. And it's a uh, it looks like a, a Espresso machine. Okay. Yep, yep. All right. Let's get out of this segment and back into the show. Bump out. Before we go on, Nath, uh, Brett Dyson, a couple of weeks ago, he wrote in the Facebook group and I see because I'm pretty active in the Facebook group because I need my finger on the pulse. I need to know what's going on. Brett, he's he's a family man. He's a regular in the Facebook group. I've seen his name around. Mm -hmm. He said this, so we have done it. We just settled on our first home and are getting the keys. This turnaround has taken about five years from 40,000K in, well, (laughs) that'd be like 40 million or something. (laughs) 40K in debt, car loan, credit card, interest-free purchases, medical costs and going nowhere. We cleared our debt in about two years. See, it can be done. Whoa. It can be done. You know, you all go, oh, it's not possible. It's possible. I see people do it all the time. They've just sacrificed to win. You've got a choice in this life. Do you sacrifice to get ahead further mm. or do you go out and drink all your money like you choose? The
0: latter sounds pretty Yeah, good.
2: Or whatever. Go out and cafe all your money. Whatever. I don't know. Then we used all the money that was going to debt with the goal of a house deposit and we saved through our deposit. Now the bank has taken our deposit and replaced it with a mortgage and we have our first home. So, Woo! on you, Brett. Thanks so much for being part of my million money. Yeah. Whatever it is. What are we called? All right. We've got um, probably five or six minutes because Nathan's driving me to the dentist because I don't have a car today. It's getting <laughs> serviced. <laughs> and he's going to wait politely
0: out the front for me. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I should probably go in as well. Um, Let's see. We've got a couple more questions here. I think another one that's kind of come up a fair bit is platform related. So, Kiralee underscore Mully asks, what's the difference between a platform like Sharesies versus Westpac investing? I don't think we can go into the weeds on that. but Well, we can go into the concepts. Um, Yeah, I just think the concepts of the platforms itself, there's a lot of
2: saturation right now. What's the deal? Yeah. So, everyone- Gosh, how do I answer this? So, platforms like Shares is, um, like Vanguard Personal Investor, and last month they sponsored the podcast. Earlier in the year, Superhero sponsored the podcast. I just want to say like not every advertisement and every product that we have on the podcast is for every single person. Yeah. So, it's not as if, you know, every time we advertise, like everything isn't for everyone. And this episode isn't for everyone. If he names like- I don't know, Warren Buffett, you're probably not listening to this episode. Oh, I don't know. And like, if you're a sophisticated investor, you're probably not listening to this. So, not everything's for everyone. But I will say, if a brand gets on our podcast, I've given them a good look over and they would be what I would suggest would be okay for any of my family members mm. or me if the opportunity arose. So, having said all that, a platform is basically- a, we'll call it a big round hug. (laughs) And on that platform, inside the hug, you've got a cash account. And then with that, you can then invest. So, you transfer money from your own bank account to the cash account. Then on the platform, they'll have access to various investments. And it could be Australian equities, it could be ETFs, it could be managed funds, depending on the platform, right? Mm. And then what you can do, you can invest into those and then when shares pay dividends and distributions from ETFs, because that's just a, just a sidebar, a managed fund or ETF, they pay distributions. So, okay. they're a basket of shares, individual shares pay dividends goes into the pot of the company who's managing mm-hmm. that ETF or managed fund and then each quarter or half a year, the fund will pay a distribution. So, so basically,
0: as a reward for being invested in Well, it's companies. just they
2: collect dividends throughout the year and okay. just for accounting and bookkeeping and simplicity, yep. they'll just do two or four payments a year and yeah. they call them a distribution from the fund. Right, right. So, basically, I can buy and sell shares or managed funds or ETFs or whatever on a platform They can pay dividends, distributions into the cash account. You can reinvest, all that stuff. And then at the end of the year, the platform will give me a consolidated tax statement and say, this is what you need to give to your accountant. If I have the platform for 40 years and then sell and there's been dividends reinvested along the way, Mm -hmm. they'll track that. So, they'll track the capital gains issues and all that. Sometimes there's a platform fee, sometimes there isn't. So, you kind of pay for that. Um, convenience, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, if we go to like, you know, Westpac Investing, they're actually a broker. So, you log in, have your cash account. So, they both got cash accounts. Mm-hmm. I transfer money, $1,000 from my own name into the cash account, then place a trade into the market. Yep. Dividends, I can put the cash account um, with computer share, the share registry. So, every company- Listed will have a registry and that's a company that they outsource the record keeping of shareholders. So, I can log into the registry for Woolworths and say, don't reinvest my dividend, pay it to the cash account that's in my broker account. Mm. And then I can then let that build up and then reinvest. I can buy a whole heap of listed shares, listed ETFs, listed managed funds through the brokerage account. But if I held that share for 40 years and just reinvested the dividends... I've manually got to keep track of wow. all the tax events. Okay. Because when you buy a share, it's a tax event. When you, when you, when sell, you sell a share, it. it's a tax event. Okay. If you do dividend reinvestment, it's treated as income because it is going to you, yes. but it's automatically reinvested, but it's still a tax event.
0: But it doesn't feel like income. That's so right. You get caught up in that. That's right. So, you've Ooh. got to keep
2: track of that. And there's companies like ShareSite that do that, but you've just got to know that you've got to keep your own records.
0: Mm.
2: Another question, Melanie Severi says, um, choosing a platform
0: is holding me back. Favorites or it's not so important? So, if you find something that represents you and what will work for you, if you want to keep track of it, go ahead. That's right.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And this this all goes back full circle to the very start of the episode. And here we go to bring it home. Let's go. If you understand the (laughs) concepts of how investing works, if you understand risk profiles, and we haven't got to that in this episode- if you understand how the concepts of a platform versus a broker works and understand with what I said that, you know, we've had superhero advertise on the podcast. We've had Vanguard advertise on the podcast. Both, they're not crap. No. But because you understand the concepts of how platforms work, you might go and listen to the deep dive episode that we did with Vanguard. You might go and listen to the deep dive episode we did with superhero. And you might like, I really like the, the colour of the- <laughs> company logo there. And I like the user experience online. I like the vibe. yes. And I'm choosing this. Yes, it might not be the cheapest, but I like that. Or this is cheaper, but I don't like the UI as much. But what we'll do, I, I say this over and over again, I did an example of how platforms work. I did an example of the Vanguard personal investor platform on YouTube. They did not pay me to do that. Hmm. It's literally there as a tool for people to understand how to how platforms work. Yes. And I would say those concepts that I use with Vanguard Personal Investor as a platform, the same applies to Superhero. They're fairly universal. Well, it's right? the same. Like you drive a Hyundai Tucson. Tucson. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. um, <laughs> I drive a Toyota Sport. Now, the concepts are the same. They're both cars. Yeah. One's more expensive. Yeah. I can't put a table in the back of my Camry Toyota Sport. That's true. I can put a table in yours. So, I understand the concept of cars. I know they're not priced the same, but because I understand the concepts, well, then I can just go and choose a car. Like no. I don't want a motorbike. I want Can't a car. a table on a motorbike, no. Would you steal a handbag? Would you download Would a, you download a <laughs> Would you download a car? Would you download a car? I'll find that music. <laughs> yeah. So, look, what I wanted to finish on, and this is when I picked up my phone and called the dentist. <laughs> We did a whole heap of um, Q&A percentages on the Instagram. Um, would you rather active management or passive or index? 86% said passive or index. Hmm. 14% said active. Mm-hmm. Would you rather, and i just throw this for fun, Coke Zero or <laughs> Pepsi Max? 67% said Coke Zero. Wow. I love the 67. Coke, no Sugar. Yeah, that's what it's called now. Yep. Coke Zero Sugar, isn't it now? No, no sugar now. You sure? Yeah, right. certain. I thought it was Coke Zero Sugar.
0: No, nah, no sugar. Yep. All yep. right.
2: 33 said Pepsi Max. Oh, I do like Pepsi. Okay, Max. this is interesting. One-stop shop like VDGR or build your own portfolio of ETFs. 49 to VGR, 51% to own ETFs. Really? Yeah. And I would challenge that because you've got to do your own rebalancing. If you build your own portfolio, and we'll get into that another day. Would you rather high risk and more volatility? So, would you rather invest (laughs) in Nathan's backyard business or lower risk slash smoother returns? That was dead on 50-50. Right. How wild. Would you rather sweet potato or normal potato? 39% said sweet tatie. 61% said taties. Wow. Taties precious. Would you rather VDHG? 86% said that over 14% DHHF. Okay, would you rather Colgate toothpaste or Oral B toothpaste? Oh, what is Oral B, man? I'm giving you a I'm giving you some before you leave here today. Why? Because it's better than Colgate. 82% said Colgate, you filthy people. <laughs> 18% said Oral B. Broker slash keep own records for tax or platform slash annual tax report generated. Annual tax report, come on. Yeah, 76% would rather the annual tax report from a platform rather than 24% to keep your own records. Would you rather 70% USA, 30% Aussie equities, 50-50 or 30 USA, 70 Aussie, 28% said 70-30 US, 33 said 50 50. 39 said 30 USA, 70 Aussie. Right. I don't know why I said that. It just means nothing. But yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Would you rather ETFs, direct shares, or a bit of both? Wow. 48% said ETFs. 4% said direct shares. Whoa. 48% said bit of both. Well, spank me sideways. Not doing that. Okay. Um, let's go, everyone. Thanks for. Um, hanging out on the yeah. podcast today remember if you're still in debt you can do the how to download debt module no cost just google that or Rachel might put it in the show notes if you want to buy the book buy the book you want to buy the book buy the book yep. if you want to jump over and subscribe to My Millennial Investor I might dig down and do some you know 10-15 minute episodes I'll keep this print out of all these instant questions and I'll go a bit deeper and rantier On those, But uh, like anything, this is worth what you paid for it and we hope you have a good day. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Nath. No wackers. Bye. Bye.
1: We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast.
2: My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options or if you are unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au.